it's possible, <laughs> and we're going to have to figure out how to handle it in post. It's possible that when you didn't show up initially, we may have looked you up and said some things in the heat of the moment <laughs> about you and your podcast and your care, which in retrospect were really uncalled for because you seem like such a nice guy. My lips are sealed. You make me one bath. Heal my car, shield my tie, heal hard, deal by wheel, stop you. Jim Davis is my name. You're listening to Being Jim Davis because the night belongs to Garfield. My name is Christopher Winter and I'm Jim Davis. My name is John Gibson and I'm Jim Davis. My name is Chris Taylor and I am Jim Davis. John. Chris, there's a guy here, and his name is Chris. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and in the event that we lost it before, I'm going to state very clearly that we like Chris a lot, and we think his podcast is awesome. And anyone who thinks they heard otherwise on previous episodes of this podcast is badly mistaken. I, that sounds like an informed person, to be honest. Yes, you may, I don't recommend my podcast. You may have heard otherwise in the crooked media. I don't think informed people listen to our program. Oh, no. They start informed. They become less and less so <laughs> as they listen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tautology. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Chris, uh, why, don't, why don't you take, uh, take things off, uh, start, th- kick things off. Uh, by uh, telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, tell us what your what your relationship is with Garfield. Uh, my relationship with Garfield is uh, a complete disinterest, which is why yeah. I like this product a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my wife, my wife has a Garfield right. tattoo about her hatred of Mondays and non ironically likes Garfield. Wait, really? I, she also likes your podcast, which is very mystifying that you can like both Garfield and your <laughs> podcast. I feel like we really didn't think carefully enough about our target audience when we started <laughs> recording this. <laughs> Wait, I want I want to hear more about this tattoo. Uh, it... It's it's a picture of uh, Garfield in his box with a blanket and a thunder raining cloud over his head, and uh, uh, Gar- Garfield, you know, proclaiming his hatred of the Monday. Mm, classic Garfield thing. Mm. Um, is it uh, is it color? Yeah, it's it's color. <laughs> nice. And um, it, well, it wasn't originally colored when the tattoo was first released, but <laughs> since then they went in and recolored it. When the tattoo it, dropped, it was, it was it was remastered <laughs> later on. You, but you you can you can you can tell what it was originally meant to be by the cross hatching. <laughs> you can tell it's fake. <laughs> but, <laughs> let's look at the cross section. Um, um, I hate it uh, when and, Hollywood and, goes in after the fact and colorizes a tattoo. It was intended to be seen in black and white. That's how yeah, the, we, or, the, or, the director they, envisioned uh, it. That, that's the when real they recreate problem. an old tattoo, like a classic tattoo, shot for shot. Mm. I hate that. Oh yeah, and that's I'm what, rebooting and, this tattoo. That's why no one liked the new Triple X movies. It's because they colorized the tattoo. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I didn't like the Triple X movies because they turned out not to be porn, despite the titles. Um, Very misleading. Right? Uh, 
Yeah, a real naked lunch situation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a reference I get. Um, going back to the tattoo, uh, where where is the tattoo located? Uh, lower left forearm. Yep, mm-hmm. that, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, that tracks. Okay. Um, all right. Um, I mean, that's. I think that's all the questions I have about the tattoo. Chris, mm. you... you uh, Anything else you'd like to know? Yeah, Chris, are you located in Ohio? No, I am located in Seattle. Just checking. Seems like oh. we get a lot of Ohio people for some reason. Boredom? Yeah, I mean, that's probably it. Steve so you, you found out about the podcast because you're on the uh, the DuckFeed Slack channel, right? Uh, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> um, all right. There you go. So, yeah. John, Chris. Okay. Yeah, Garfield, let's Today do it. is Thursday, the 8th of February, 1979. We're looking at the 235th ever Garfield strip. What the hell happens in today's strip? Um, well, I'll tell you, Chris. Thank I'm you. I'm going to tell you exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. And um, that thing is, we learn John Arbuckle owns more than one shirt. Tell me more. Well... He owns one shirt. Right. But he also owns at least one more shirt. Okay, I understood the first part of what you said, but then the second right. part you lost me. You understood okay. more than I do. You're telling me that he has one shirt that he has worn every day consecutively right. for over a year? Let N equal the number of shirts okay. John Arbuckle wears. Okay. Wears uh, or N... owns? Did I say wears? You said wears. <laughs> He's look. He's wearing at least one shirt. We don't know how many shirts are are underneath the mm. the uh, the shirt that we can see. They could be just mounds of shirts off off screen. So panel <laughs> one, John Ar- or uh, underneath the skin is what I was thinking. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's just John Arbuckle molts blue button ups. Yeah, quality. like if you if you cut him open. Mm-hmm. You, you would there would just be like a a series of like nesting dolls of of John Arbuckles, mm. like it's more more teal shirts. The fractal geometry as, as of far down John as Arbuckles' wardrobe. Um, um, panel one, we see a a really nice shot of a shirtless John Arbuckle, his bare torso oiled and glistening. Um, in the light of the living room, he's looking. It is, it is not glistening. <laughs> that is a, that is a, that is fake news. I mean, I think it's I think it's a, a, a possible interpretation of what we see. Um, he's holding up in his left hand his standard blue shirt. Is that teal? Which he wears almost exclusively, and then in his right hand a new lavender shirt. And he's thinking, but not saying. G. I wonder which shirt goes better with my slacks. It's worth noting, John and Chris, John Arbuckle's slacks are black. Black goes with everything. Yeah, it does. Well, what do you mean? What do, what color does black not go with? No, I, I, I agree with you. Thank you. I agree with you. And also, uh, original strip, black and white, so presumably he's holding up two identical white shirts... Wondering well, which case, one of them goes with his black slacks. You know, in that case, his uh, slacks definitely go with everything. Mm. 
Which one of them goes better with Garfield is is my question. Yeah, actually, if his... Like, if Garfield's going to be standing next to John in perpetuity, yeah. which, it, I mean, it seems like from what we know in this panel. Yeah. <laughs> Only this panel. I, th- I think... Well... <laughs> <laughs> I would say the blue shirt. I, mean, I think the blue shirt this goes panel better and with the next. Um... Eh, yeah, I guess I guess the the, the teal is quite. I don't think is, purple is and better. orange works quite well. Um, yeah, I mean it's a pastel purple, so. You know, the more I think about yeah. this, if okay, original strip is black and white. He's holding two identical white shirts, wondering which one goes better. It's actually a difficult question. Mm. He's like the mule between the two bales of hay. Like there's no there's no way to decide which shirt is superior. Because they are indistinguishable. Hmm. Um, I I I I like uh, I don't I don't know what you just said because I I was I, I was thinking about something else but fair. Um, fair. I, I, I like I, I like I like how Garfield is uh, characterized in in this panel and in the next. Mm-hmm. He's just like like he's bored but yeah. he's not. He's not like disrespectful to John. Mm. He's he is game for what whatever shenanigans are about to take place. He's he's just along for the ride, and I, I I like seeing that side of Garfield. He's pretty chill, if that's what you mean. There's actually been a lot sure. of that this week yeah, okay. of one character or the other seeming kind of just bored and like yeah whatever fine. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's the author stand-in, I guess. The audience stand-in. I, mean, I think it's pretty obvious Jim Davis is bored at this point. Well, I mean, he's trying to keep himself entertained by introducing characters uh, wearing ridiculous clothing. Because to to push forward, panel two, John Arbuckle <laughs> says, Lyman, could you give me your opinion on something? Lyman, who is apparently off panel, says, sure. And Garfield's over looking at Lyman on the left, or presumably looking towards Lyman. Panel three, Lyman waltzes onto screen, and he is dressed absurdly, magnificently. Um, He's wearing a red and black checked golf cap, like real baggy golf cap, or maybe biker cap with uh, green trim. He's wearing his standard turtleneck, but it's sort of textured and orange, and then over the turtleneck, like a aqua and black horizontal striped jacket and then uh, Mm. yellow pants or maybe boxer shorts with black polka dots. He looks like a million bucks. I think it's worth noting the the, uh, the blue of his shirt. Mm -hmm. The the aforementioned black and light blue. Yep. Striped shirt. I think that blue might be the same color as John's shirt. Mm. Maybe it's a little darker. You know, I wanted to say it was darker, but I think that's an optical illusion. I think it might be exactly yeah. the same blue. I think you're right. Hang on, let me pull up the hex code. Yeah, remember when we used to do that all the time? Used to. Okay, I guess we're still doing that. So, Chris, well, John <laughs> is wasting our time looking up the hex code. All right, Lyman, for so Lyman's shirt is uh, 3CFDF1. Make a note Classic. of that, listeners. And John's shirt. Mm-hmm. That teal shirt is seven C F E F C. So not quite the same. A very informative statement. I, 
I think you said it all. There's nothing else to be said about panel three anymore. Yeah. All the all that <laughs> important it. information's been conveyed. Yeah. You've been listening hey, well, to been being dipped. To- <laughs> <laughs> um, what's that? Uh, What's the deal with these motion lines, right? Like, purportedly, <laughs> Lyman comes. Lyman, Lyman has come in, walked in from the left, supposedly, right? But these motion lines are up at. He's got his hand down, like he's spinning a record, and he's got these. <laughs> he's got these motion lines off his shoulder. So either it appears to me that either Lyman is spinning a record, or there's no motion lines for his lower body, as though he just like raised himself up from his ankles into the standing position mm. he does look like he's djing now that you mention it that was that was a very thorough analysis it's almost like i had a lot of time to think about it he's air almost. djing almost yeah 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 he's uh he's practicing he's um, dressed for it certainly so lyman says what can i do for you Ha-cha-cha-cha. To which John Arbuckle replies, forget it. Presumably because of Lyman's absurd dress. In response to which, Garfield thinks, Bo Brummel lives. Mm. This punchline is almost so obvious, I don't know that... It's, like, it's, almost, <laughs> it's almost insulting to explain to the listener... That Bo Brummel was a early 19th century dandy who was famous for his uh, opulent... Famous for his dandyhood. Yes, his his dandyhood. Uh, His expensive but understated dress. Um, Well, thank goodness it was so obvious you didn't have to explain that or I would have felt very talked down to. Mm. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of condescending Um, to even bring it up, but yeah. Um, it's in, you know the word dandy mm-hmm. <clears throat> nowadays. Yep, it seems like has acquired like a slightly different connotation. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't it usually thought of as like ostentatious dress? Yeah, I think there's shades of uh, ostentation, overly fancy, um, which is sort of the opposite. Kind of shades into a homophobia, like a light because, homophobia. Yeah, there's that too. But 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 you, but you, but you're saying. With uh, Bo Brummel, the idea was, um, mm-hmm. you know, to be like to like the expensive mm-hmm. but subtle, right? Yeah, I mean, I think. Look, based on my extensive skimming of this Wikipedia article, <laughs> um, there you have it, folks. Dedication. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that the idea was, um, it was sort of fastidious. Super expensive, but kind of a, a, a simplicity as well. Um, and, and the guy who sort of introduced the modern men's suit. Hmm. Uh, what, obscene, what a guy. Huh? Obscenely expensive suits. $160,000 <laughs> in 2012 currency. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> sure, 2012. Um, but, uh, the guy who, so he's well known as the guy who rejected the ornate fashions, uh, of an earlier age. Baroque? Yeah. The Baroque fashions of yesteryear? Would I, John? Would I? (laughs) The Baroque fashions of the, wait, that doesn't track, 1700s. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. 
Rococo? Maybe they were fucking Rococo. I don't know. Um, in favor of yeah. A, no, the the Baroque the Baroque lasted until the 1700s. Yeah, I guess. At least yeah. In, yeah, it did. Didn't it? Yeah, yeah. What like 1750? Yeah, because it en- they say it ended when Bach died, which was 1750. Okay, okay. Uh, Beau Brummel, uh, 1778 to 1840. So, okay, okay. Maybe there's a Baroque fashion hangover in uh, England. I'll buy it. So it rejects the Baroque <laughs> uh, fashion of an earlier age. Yeah, in... although I think fashion might... Fashion, I think... No, you know I what? Know. I think Music this works. I like think, uh, John, I think this works because what, what he adopts is a style that is much more simple, balanced... Um, what's the word? Classical. Mm. We're seeing again the transition mm-hmm. from uh, overstated, ornate, uh, out of control Baroque to a uh, a, a classical, balanced, um, still crazy expensive, but but understated. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Just as we saw in the transition from Baroque to classical Garfield. <laughs> Right, which is our standard by which we judge these things. Well, that went a direction I didn't expect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, I like I like that we get to see John Arbuckle without his shirt on. I'm into it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I like it. Let's hope it's not the last time. Uh, we can only hope. So, um, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis. A podcast of very little brain. Uh, you can support the program by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Please visit the blog at www.beingjimdavis.com where you can leave us a comment. Why not send us an email? Info at beingjimdavis.com. Corrections and complaints to Chris Taylor at beingjimdavis.com. Um, you can follow, the, follow us on Twitter at beingjimdavis or follow me at the Chris Winter. Follow me at Inscrutable Taco. Uh, you can check out my podcast at magmar.sucks. I've heard it's very good. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, what everyone says. It's, it's great from what I've listened to. Thank you for listening, you bunch of animals. Hey, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>